the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for your presence today. God set everything in the heavens and the earth in perfect order, including resting in Him and worshiping Him. Our loving God provides six days for us to labor and one day to rest and worship Him. God, who can do whatever He wants to, could have mandated one day of labor and six days of rest and worship, but He selflessly ordained six days of labor and one day of rest and worship for Him. And sometimes we won't even give Him that. Listen with Bible, pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander ministers to us. Listen, you don't have the skill. That's why they have all these schools around here, trade schools, all kinds, even schools. And then junior colleges, uh, regular four-year colleges and all that. Get yourself a skill and stop complaining about what you don't have. Go to college. As a matter of fact, listen, they don't ask you how long did it take you to get that degree. They just want to know you have a degree. Just don't be a professional student. Stay there 15 years. They'll take your money for the rest of your life. Standards go up, criteria go up. They take your money. They don't want to see you graduate. That's more money, honey. Listen, refuse to live in self defeat. Exercise faith and take advantage of opportunities that come your way. Proverbs three twenty six a says, "For the Lord will be your confidence." Stop thinking that you're not good enough. This, I'm going to tell you what, if you walk with God and walk humbly before him and live in such a way that he will bless you, God could give you a job that a degreed person have and bless you there. And they wonder how you got there. And God said, don't you say, uh, I just have No, you testify and say, the Lord put me here. The Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Believe in God and then trust God to work through you. And have a great attitude so God can bless you. Fix yourself up. Dress yourself up. Be on time for an interview. Don't be all stinky and smelly and brinks. Act like you want a job. Your pants can't be singing, half singing, half sagging off your rear end. And, you know, you, you look and you got, you got t- tattoos all over. You got all them uh, pierced things all in your ear and all in your tongue, them little things. <laughs> Anybody going to hire you talking like that? You scare folk. Stop scaring folk. <laughs> Stop scaring folks. Straighten yourself up and look like you want a job. Look like you want a job. Be on time. Get there before time. Talk to yourself. Look them in the eye. Talk confidently. Speak up for yourself. 50 other folk waiting for that same job. You got to sell yourself. Number five, there are some men who would rather be taken care of by women than earn their own income. Little sweet sugar daddies. At home, while the wife is out there struggling and, and working hard. First Timothy 5 eight says, but if any provide not for his own, and especially for those of his own house, he hath denied the faith. And this say he's an infidel. He said he's worse than an infidel. A man that won't take care of his wife and children is in bad shape. 
I said that last week just for the sake of you who are not here. Listen, man, y'all both got yourself in all that debt. You may need her help to get you out. But but your aim is to get her out. Thank you, Holy Ghost. And be able to live on one income. That's right. That's right. You say what? Yeah. Right, but I can't have this nice lifestyle. I can't have the latest car every year. So what? Drive on Nelly. Pray on them. Huh? Yeah. That's right. Because that, well, listen, you, she get pregnant on you and she get big as out. She all the way out here. You can't be saying, honey, go, can you work one more day? Listen, you need to prepare for when she can't work. If your wife can't work, listen, her working is an asset to you. If she's had to go home and take care of her children and be a homemaker, that's a great thing anyway, by the way. People, you know what? People are scared of this kind of talk. You was paid a babysitter all that money, and that's enough to take care of your house right there. I'm going to tell you something else, too. Thank you, Holy Ghost. You mamas, look at me. Say what you want. Say what you want. Nobody will love your child like you. Nobody will take care of your babies like you. That's right. If you say, tell your husband, I'm going home because I love my babies and no need is paying all this for people. We don't know what they're doing to our children. They ain't changing them right, mistreating them, and just they ain't looking good. Nobody's going to love them like you. I know this is not a popular message out there because women love the workforce. Now, I'm not saying you did Pastor Drake say you can't work. You got yourself in debt. You ought to have some goals. That's right. You got to plan. You got to strategize. And you got to plan as if that wife can't do it and live on that one income and then invest the other to the extent that you got some good money saved up for rainy days and for college education and for all these things that those children are going to need. Huh? Now, if, I, if I'm telling the truth, why don't you say amen? amen. We don't want to hear that, but it is the truth. Ladies, say what you want. If your fiance does not possess a good work ethic before the marriage, don't expect him to be your provider in the marriage. Adam had a job before God gave him a wife. Come on, Adam. Did you hear what I, Adam had a job before he got a wife. My, my, my son is married with three, uh, three children, my grandchildren. My, my daughter's not married with no children. But the day I give her away, I want her to huh, this is John coming in here. The first thing I want to ask John, before I ask him his name, is where's your J? Because I want, to, I want to make sure John is working. I want to know he's saved. That's number one. And number one, two, I want to know if he'll work. If he don't, he, he come with two or three children Back to my house. And I'm trying to teach him to fly away. Huh? Fly. Fly. Fly away. It's your responsibility to take care of your wife. Don't come here and speak. I got a wife. I'm not going to tell you my, my wife, your wife, huh? You and your children all bunched up. Now if your house burned up or Something tragic happened. I'm not talking about that. I'm telling you, you, you men, your daughter's talking about she bring this boy home. If he ain't got, excuse me, English, if he ain't got a J, you said, baby, keep looking. <laughs> keep on looking. He's not the one. He's not the one. Say amen. 
Now, number six, those of you who have just retired or have been retired for many years, uh, you are to be fruitful and productive in old age. He said, why old? Because that's what the Bible say. The Bible says nothing about young at heart. You old. You're not left here to be idle. God didn't leave you to see, to let you be here to see 60, 70, and 80 to just be an idle person watching, you know, television soap operas, a busybody house to house. You're coasting. You're at some retirement center playing dominoes and cards and bingo. And some of you gambling in your old age trying to make money. Old as you are, going to New Orleans to catch a boat. I ain't all young down there going to Vegas and won't even tithe. You're too old to be gambling God's money away. You got one foot in the grave and you still acting a fool. <laughs> Ooh, did I say that? Yeah. Yes, I did, and I'm not taking it back. Oh, God, help me. God, you don't have to say what you want. I don't think I ask you if you're old. I'm not going to ask you that. God has left you here to advance his kingdom. On earth at your age, at your age, you should be so full of fire at your age, at your age, you ought to be so full of the Holy Ghost. Your face ought to be radiating with the glory of God because of your years of walking with the Lord. You see, all of you who are in the later years of your life, the harvest is plentiful, but the labors are few. Your years of life, listen to me, you who are 60, 70, 80, 85, your years of life, your experiences in life, your trials in life, your walking with the Lord should be a tremendous asset to the body of Christ and the kingdom of God. The golden years of your life should yield more fruit, not less. As a matter of fact, the closer you get to the finish line, the more relentless and the more tenacity you should have for the cause of Christ. You ought to be at your age blazing a spiritual trail and leaving a spiritual legacy because of your love for Almighty God. Amen. God blessed the day that he rested and said in his word, Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. This day is specifically set aside to worship and adore our Heavenly Father. As God's own, we must follow the path He has created for us. God deserves all honor, glory, and praise every day. Yet even as His children, we find ourselves giving less time to the things of God and more time to the things of this world that have no spiritual significance. Listen as Pastor Rander continues. Look at Psalms 92, verses 13 and 14. 92, 13 and 14, it says, those who are planted in the house of the Lord. Those of you who are old ought to be planted. You ought not be missing every other Sunday. You you ought to set the example with your attendance. And some of y'all are absent more than young folk. You are planted in the house of the Lord, shall flourish in the courts of our God. Look at verse 14. They shall still bear fruit in, what does it say? Old age, they shall be fresh and flourishing. There's nothing worse than seeing an old, stale, mean, cantankerous person who just is miserable and make everybody else miserable. You ought to be fresh. You have a fresh word of God. 
from God. Fire ought to be seen in your life. Now, all of that was reviewed. Believe it or not, you say, well, do you have anything new? I sure do. And let's dish it out at this time. What happens to people who refuse to work? What happens to people who refuse to work? Number one, Satan exploits those who are idle. Be mindful that an idle mind is a devil's workshop. Now, that's not a scripture, but I tell you what, <laughs> it's true. It's a truism. If you refuse to work for God, you'll end up working for the devil. The question is, who are you working for? Who is your boss? Ephesians 4.27 says, nor give place to the devil. You're not being productive. The devil will take advantage of your mind. As a matter of fact, when you're using your mind for God's glory and God's word and you, you are challenging yourself spiritually and you're investing in the people, the kingdom of God, God keeps Alzheimer's away from you. That's right. God will keep your mind because you're thinking about how to better serve him. But if you're not doing anything with your mind, you're not challenging your thinking. Listen, you create issues in your thinking. Number two. What happens to people who refuse to work? The refusal to work will cause one to lie, cheat, and steal. That's what will happen. Cause you to lie, cheat, and steal. Uh, Ephesians 4.28 says, let him who stole steal no longer, but let him labor working with his hands what is good, that he may have something to give to him who has a need. A lot of times you can be a blessing to folk who have needs that come into your life, because you're not working and all you squander the Lord's resources in your own foolishness and you're not putting your finances under divine management. And that's why you're at your age and have so little. You see, you know, so you give to those who have need. Here's what you to do with God's money. Say God's money. Here's what you do. Here's the prescription for God's money. First of all, with God's money, you give to God. Huh? That's by giving to his church. When you give the church your tithes and offering, you are giving to God. God's church shouldn't lack anything when it comes to ministering and investing in the kingdom to, to children in the third world, to radio ministries, to television ministry. So a scholarship, we feed over 200 kids every Wednesday and don't charge them a dime. We do all of these. We send them more range. A lot of y'all send scholarships to kids. All these things happen because of people who are committed to tithe. Those cushion, those cushion seats you sit in, that costs money. How many of y'all feel the air conditioning? It's not 110 degrees in here. You know, the, the, the bill in here this time of year will run you between eight and $10,000. Yes, it will. So don't complain about your bill. That's just one bill. We have about 500 vendors. That's right. And it comes from one offering, tithes and offering to the glory of God. Just to cut all that profit out there. Do you realize one cut is about $1,500? One cut. I can go on and on and on and just blow you away. And you know what? If everybody gave like you, what condition would this church be? Would it be flourishing financially, investing in the kingdom, helping the Red Cross, helping the poor, the needy, and outcasts, and all these things? Or would the church be in bankruptcy because of your deficient attitude in giving? So you give to God and his church. Number two, you make, you, you, you make money to give to your family. If you don't take care of your family, you're worse than an infidel. So you got to take care of your family. You got to invest in your family. You got to retirement, education. Preparing for death and getting a will and all these. you got to do those things. And then you bless 
to meet the needs of others. God will bring people into your path that he wants you specifically to invest in and not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. And don't tell everybody who you had to help because Jesus said you already got your reward. Huh? So you give to God, your family, to others. Uh, Number three, uh, what happens to people who refuse to work? Uh, They live in poverty. Proverbs 10, 4a says, lazy people are soon poor. If you don't work, you're going to be poor. Okay, I'm not going to say poor. That's too proper. You're going to be poor if you don't work. And don't blame. It's not everybody else's fault. I'm black. Stop that line. Huh? All that's out the window now. Won't y'all say amen? You are your worst enemy. You are your worst enemy. You don't go to work on time. You create mess on the job. You, you, you lack the integrity, got a degree, still paying on that, that educational loan, and, and got fired before you paid the bill off. Number four, what happens to people who refuse to work? They become beggars, moochers. And a burden to family. They should go from house to house. Cuz, come on, cuz. They're all your cousin. Then they create a way to be kin to you when they broke. You know my mama, your mama way back there. You know when. And she, you know, oh yeah, she is by marriage. I don't know what, what, shut up. She mooching. <laughs> they become beggars and moochers and a burden to friends and the church. Others have to carry your load in the area of health care. We have to pay more taxes because you won't work. Social Security and welfare. <laughs> I don't believe there ought to be eternal welfare either. I'm not talking about people who got laid off and things that happened. I'm not talking about them. I keep saying that. So don't come here. Don't lie on me out there. Don't lie on me. Don't say what I didn't say. I believe there ought to be limits as to how long you can be on welfare. I've been on welfare 20 years. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Having all them babies making more money. Government, no, no, you get yourself out there. They got to be a cut off, cut off, and we paying for it. Having babies just healthy because many of you refuse to work. Often, uh, you can't take care of your own children, and pro- your parental responsibilities are placed on others. Somebody's got to take care of your children because you can't take care of your own because you. You, you won't work. Proverbs 20, chapter 20, verse 4 says, those too lazy to plow in the right season will have no food at the harvest. Don't expect a harvest if you're not sowing nothing uh, in planting time. Number five, what happens to people who refuse to work? They earn income illegally through drugs, prostitution, scams, bribes, extortion, and gambling. You don't want to work one way, you'll work another way, the wrong way. Everybody with the Bible, turn to Ezekiel chapter 22, verses 8 and 12. Ezekiel chapter 22, verses 8 and 12. Ezekiel chapter 22, verses 8 and 12. It says, you have despised my holy things and profaned my Sabbaths. In you, they take bribes to shed blood. You take interest and profit and make gain of your neighbors by extortion. But me, you have forgotten 
declares the Lord. Let me tell you something. If you don't do a good work, a good honest work, then you will be tempted to do something that is not good in the area of works like drugs and prostitution and scams and bribes, extortion and gambling and all of these things because you won't work. You want to make an easy buck. You go underground. You go underground. You find the wrong way of doing it. And God is wanting to get your attention. God is calling each one of us to be a man and woman of integrity. You ought to work just as hard when your boss is not in office because the Lord is watching you. That's how Joseph got blessed. Joseph found favor with God in Genesis and God blessed the work of his hand because he was a holy man. He was a righteous man. He was a man of integrity and God protected him and God elevated him. Listen, God knows how to elevate you. You can, be, you can start out at the, at, at, the, at the bottom of that job, but if you're living right and you, you, you on time even when it's raining and stop making excuses about it was a wreck and it wasn't no wreck, huh? That's right. And you don't, take, you don't pilfer the time clock, huh? And you don't take extended breaks when you ought to be back at work and you're not lollygagging all over the place in areas you ought not be, sit yourself down in your cubicle, your area, your work area, and you work as unto the Lord. Your work should be your worship. And you know what? God will see to it when you live right and do right. God will elevate you from the bottom and just may make you the owner of the company. That's right. God takes delight in putting you in places you know only God got you there. Huh? 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 Now you, you oh, you know, you can oh, I've got the knowledge and I've got the degree and I've got the skills and I've got the know-how. Yeah, you may have it and yeah, you might be there by all of that. But once you get there, your integrity has to keep you there. Your intelligence don't keep you there. Huh? Your training don't keep you there. Uh uh-uh. uh. It is your integrity. And we, this, this work system is so deficient when it comes to integrity until when a, when a person who runs that company find a woman or man or a young person who has integrity, they will pour their resources in them. They will do anything they can because they don't have to watch them and they don't have to just lay it on them all the time. Lean on, they can lighten up and know that their integrity is keeping them. Not the skills, not the ability to be bilingual, all that's necessary, but it's something about their integrity. We are in an integrity crisis. And integrity is what you are. Ain't nobody. Nothing. But God. He's always looking. When you going to do right? When you going to live in such a way that God takes delight, as a matter of fact, sheer delight in blessing you. I dare you to give your, give your day to the Lord. Give your job to the Lord. Give your co-workers to the Lord. And ask God to give you wisdom to work this job as unto the Lord. 
and give you the wisdom to speak in a way that glorify him, God will do supernatural things above and beyond what you can ask or think. And all God's children said, let's pray. And Father, we thank you for this message. We love you and we thank you and we bless you. What a penetrating message we need in these times when people steal, they cheat, they lie, they get in jobs and lose them because of the absence of integrity in their lives. Poor work ethic. God, may we take a self-assessment and then repent and entrust you to do a new thing with us and through us and for us. Help us now. Father, this is an evil day. And you're looking for a righteous man, righteous woman, righteous child. Jesus' name, amen. You know what? When I was praying, God told me to say something to young folk too. You young folk, you need to obey your parents. And parents, you need to, you need to, to have your children to earn income in that house and not expect something for nothing. They said, mama, give me, daddy, give me. Is that room clean? Your work assignments like they ought to be? No, you can't go to the game. No, you can't go to the movie. Oh, no, 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 no. You got to keep up to your part of, of the bargain. Stop being an enabler to your children. Teach them how to work young. That's right. Work duties. God has given us an impeccable plan for labor, rest, and worship. We suffer because we do not adhere to it. And because we don't adhere to it, we find ourselves struggling. The good news is we don't have to. As Pastor Rander concludes today's message, listen closely as he walks us through the scripture for the answers to our struggles. We have the access. We just have to tap into it. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching by Pastor Rander or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church located in Converse, Texas. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.